Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. Hey, man, um, this is Steve. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. And today on the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast, I want to cover and revisit the compartmentalization of information. And it's going to be important for two things, because you can weaponize that compartmentalization for smearing a target, right? Because reputation is important, because if you can demonize somebody enough, dehumanize them, um, you can get away with a lot of crazy things. But also, um, how weaponization of information is a weapon, I'm sorry compartmentalization of information is used because, like I said, after I brought up that um, JFK Jr. smear, it was like almost overnight, like just crazy things are happening all over the city. Um, And this shit was happening all over the city. It wasn't just for me. It was all over the city. It wasn't just local areas because when it really popped off at the time, right, because they made it so I could not have a job. Um, The only job I had was could do was an uber job really and so what that did was that allowed me to see what was happening all over the county and this was just spread all over the place this tampering of the food etc like i said after that happened it was a very quiet um kind of implementation and movement of people who were essentially here to clean house because from what my understanding is, is that when I, what got me put in COINTELPRO was mentioning that fucking, um, JFK Jr. Uh, crash, plane crash leak, um, which you can check, you can, you can check that out at, um, meshnews.org, um, we have copies of the movie that I constantly post on our Twitter and our Facebook and our YouTube. It's called Resurrecting Camelot. And it's basically something I came across that I was privy to that somebody was trying to essentially leak back in 2007. And um, I came across that I was one, I guess I was one of the few or maybe the only one that somebody was didn't understand how the internet worked back then, but they were trying to use it to get some information out. And, um, unfortunately I I was one of the people that came across it. Anyways, I brought that up because I was going through so much pressure and crazy torture because I just didn't believe what I was being fed was the reason for my harassment. 
And so the ones I brought that up literally overnight, my my COINTELPRO kind of experience went from like a three to like, you know, let's say on a scale to one to 10, went from like a three in harassment and, and terrorizing me and breaking into my house and cops trying to put me in a fucking uh, psych ward kind of shit. And then it went, cranked it up to a fucking 11. I had a constant entourage of people harassing me. It was like almost overnight. All of a sudden the food all over town, et cetera, became um, adulterated. There was people all over the community who were fucking scared. Um, a lot of these people work with, uh, either their former military, uh, or former intelligence community signals, intelligence community, etc., or they work for companies that have contracts with the government. Believe it or not, one in five companies here in San Diego have a direct connection to the military. So it's huge. So when you're, when you're talking about employers and links to the government, etc., it becomes a very well over network city. And there's just lots of people, lots of moving parts going on here. There are lots of other countries who send people on, you know, like visas and stuff like that, like posing as, you know, uh, just, you know, people here trying expats trying to start a new life here or whatever. But in reality, they work for intelligence agencies and they're trying to scoop up all the information they can um, they'll take jobs as like fucking, you know, working in hotels and um, restaurants and other things so they can skim people's phones and steal laptop, uh, copy laptop hard drives, etc. Like it's just all over the place. It's a crazy place. It's a major hub for the military. It's the largest concentration of military and military personnel in the United States. And the United States having the largest military on earth, that's saying a lot. One in five businesses is directly connected to or has an intimate relationship with the military here. One in five. Anyways, long story longer. Um, I mentioned that JFK Jr. shit and it was just like all of a sudden almost almost overnight. Took a, and maybe, um, you know what I'm saying, it might have took like a week and a half. Um, everything changed all over the city. And it seemed like there's that whole group called Signature Reduction which is like a 70,000 people, a large um, private intelligence military that the Pentagon runs. And from what I'm understanding is a large portion of that division is here in San Diego. Um, and especially during that time, taking jobs um, as, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's that term? Essential worker jobs. All over the city, it was them. So they took over infrastructure, etc., and what that allowed them to do was essentially, it's like siege warfare, but quiet siege warfare. Do you understand? And then they used those radiation devices and they used um, psychological terror techniques, etc. Because they thought somebody must have leaked me that information because something you'll learn about the military is they don't believe in coincidence. Um, they just don't. So they thought somebody leaked that information to me. And, um, nobody was, nobody knew what the fuck, who the fuck. So they just took it out on everyone trying to uncover all, you know what I'm saying? Leakers, I guess. And all these connected companies. Cause all, there's so many people that have clearance around here. And it's such a, like you come here and you're just like, Oh, it's a, like a really nice beach town, beach city, beach metropolis, San Diego. Like, well, no, there's a lot going on here and the reason why San Diego was chosen was because the weather and because you can do shit here year round and not have to be set back by things and it's also right really close to the border which is allows our intelligence community to have an intimate relationship with they like they do with you know the cartel etc etc there's lots of black sites just right on the other side of the border um used for you know black bagging people interrogating them like it's just a super hyper strategic location and it's as far away from dc as a military can get believe it or not so it's like the pentagon is the corporate headquarters but where shit really goes down is san diego i'm glad i i uh explained all that so you understand setting the scene um so essentially what was happening is i was going through a whole thing Right, they were putting me through enhanced torture, and they were telling different groups different things were happening. They were telling pe because it, nobody needs to know what's actually happening. But you also, when uh, when you're misinforming people, 
um, what you, you know what I'm saying, like I said, you can weaponize the compartmental of information, right, for smears, but you can also use, the, but they also used it for the people that came here. And there was people here for quite a few years, because believe it or not, I didn't even know the thing that I came across was a leak. They knew I came across it, and I didn't know, but for years they were trying to, like, bring it up and see if I would bring it up or bring up something on the topic, etc. And unfortunately, it took a highly stressful situation for me to even start getting to the point where I'm so crazy that I'm now searching my mind for this information. And um, that's the only reason why I brought up. But I can now remember, I can now look back on times when I started meeting people and they started wanting to talk to me about plane crashes and fucking JFK and they would bring up Marilyn Monroe like anything that was related constantly bringing it up all the time I would have people buy me um you know pop culture gear with Marilyn Monroe and JFK on it and that shit would constantly fill like my video and news feeds and I was just like I didn't really get it I was just like oh yeah I guess uh, yeah that's like a popular thing because I just when you come across something you don't think that Oh, this was some dude who was trying to get some information out um, during the 08 elections. Um, Because from what I'm under, from what the understanding is, is that um, Hillary Rodham Clinton and Bill Clinton had privy that this happened, but were standing by because what it would do is they were just letting the Bush and Cheney camp do this because the reason why they, you should really watch the movie, um, but well, it's not really a movie. It's just an info dump on all the things that I could remember from back then from watching the thing. Um, but she knew about it and, um, she just kind of kept quiet because what it did was opened up a Senate seat that, um, John Jr. was, uh, looking to run for. And then he was going to make a presidential run in 2004. And since, the Bush and Cheney camp got that information that in 04 he was planning to jump from Senate to presidency, um, John Jr., that um, they had a plan, you know what I'm saying, the Project for a New American Century, and that no one was going to, I guess, stop that. Who the fuck knows? All I know is that I came across the information. Fucking ruined my life once I brought it up. And that's the only reason why we have the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast and all this information bases because all these horrible fucking things that they did to me. Um, to try to de- to marginalize me, discredit me, smear me, dehumanize me, and then slowly harm my health as they're doing that. Anyways, long story longer. Um, so anyways, I wanted to revisit compartmentalization of information. I know I've talked about it on a previous podcast, but there's this guy, uh, Mike Baker, that comes on the, what do you call it, the Joe Rogan show. And um, Mike Baker, he's a former CIA agent, and usually he'll come on there when something major happens, and I think he's retired now, but he comes on the Rogan Show, and he gives people some context, and he gives his personal experience, because he does have that background um, as a a CIA agent. And, um, yeah, so let's first play his, play the clip of him describing it, and then I can expand upon that and once you really have like the bones of it because um there's some caveats to it that not a lot of people really consider and he does a really good job explaining it and it was a massive intelligence failure and in part it was a very um it it was a very i don't want to say sophisticated sophisticated is the wrong word but in terms of the planning of this uh, if you're conducting an operation, or you're conducting an, in, in, any intelligence really uh, concern, then the first thing you need to know, you need to worry about, is need to know, right? So, how do you limit information? How do you limit? How do you limit the dissemination of, of information about what you're doing? Um, and that's just good opsec. That's good operational security. Now, that's what they did. They displayed extremely sophisticated, I suppose, operational security over this. Because you're right, there's human sources that the IDF and, and Shin Bet and others in Israel have within Gaza. There's the communications intercepts, signals intelligence, um, 
you know, there's just general surveillance that they're doing uh, of the region in terms of movement of goods. But most of that movement of goods happens on the ground. And 300, maybe 300 miles of tunnels in Gaza that they've built using money, by the way, <laughs> using money that was probably meant for clean water works and other infrastructure and improving schools and hospitals. Um, that's a whole different angle to talk about. But yeah, I think the security side of things, um, by doing that, by limiting who knows about the operation and by, because again, there, you could legitimately argue the political leadership of Hamas, they had a sense, you know, I'm sure at some point they approved a large scale operation, but the people who, who really knew about this were the, uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, which is, is the organization with the Iranian regime. And they're kind of the liaison partners for Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, they manage a lot of the training issues. They funnel a lot of the money that goes to these organizations that are Iranian proxies. And so you can count on the fact that a limited number within the IRGC were aware of the planning and the training because they did train Hamas operatives in Iran prior to 7 October. So I think, yeah, the, the, it was simply a matter of them saying, all right, this element, this cell will have knowledge of this during the course of training. This, these guys over here will know this. These people will know this. Um, and maybe a handful of people will understand the full picture and will understand when we're going to do this. And it's all designed to keep it away from, um, from Israeli intelligence. And so he's talking about Hamas right there. But, you know, I talked about compartmentalization of information but it's different when it comes from an expert and he just described there like how this was done here in san diego when um after i opened my mouth up about that leak which i didn't know was um information i was supposed to keep quiet or if i was something i was privy to it's just i was on the internet you know what i'm saying early 1.0 days of the internet when um you know, the main way that people learned about things was, um, you know, websites would advertise on TV. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> there were commercials for websites. Um, Google wasn't hyper established just yet. People knew about it. Not everyone fucking used it. You would learn there was something called web rings. Do you know what I'm saying? And you would learn a lot. You would just like be cruising around and finding a lot of crazy shit. Um, through the grapevine. Anyways, long story longer, um, these people descended on the fucking city, and, or, like, after I opened my mouth about that shit, it, my situation quickly shifted from the guys who were originally trying to extort me, which put me in this kind of, um, high alert sort of mindset where I was just like searching my mind because it's not when something isn't adding up or the facts don't fucking add up you and you're like getting shot with radiation and shit and like I said this stuff was being shot at me since 2011 a lot of people have told a different story but just like I was saying compartmentalism information you will be told as much as you they want you to know about something but they will tell you in a way which will feed enough of your ego and gain enough of your rapport where you'll feel comfortable thinking that you're informed about something. Just like Mike Baker was just explaining, this guy knows this, this guy knows this, this guy knows this, so you can't build a complete picture of what's happening. And it's a classic trait, and it's literally how things are done. But um, that sort of strategy was implemented when they had, people started moving to the area they started opening up businesses, etc. And if you learn more, and I'm going to include it in the, uh, I'm going to include the article, the Newsweek article that broke the story. But this, it's basically a clandestine military force. It's about seventy thousand in numbers, and basically they came here as small business owners, construction workers. Um, uh, from what I'm understanding, like around 2008, 2009, they started slowly moving to the area so that eventually, and then trying to, and trying to secure a reputation in the area and, um, jobs, etc., to, to, to essentially, you know, for what you know what I'm saying, 
for when this was going to pop off. And people slowly started moving to the area, so it didn't raise any suspicions. So, Because you, you can't just have 70,000 people all of a sudden move to an area. And uh, it was actually, believe it or not, from what I was... What I was communicated, because I had, like I said, I've had people, it's the only reason why we have this podcast is because people are definitely helping me with my homework. Um, is that um, people, it was slowly after I came across that leak and they're just like, well, what's going on? Is he saying anything? He's not trying to go to the press. He's not going anywhere. Have you brought it up to him? Yeah, he's not bringing it up. So I just, I guess these motherfuckers are just like in a waiting they were just in a, in a, in a holding pattern. Um, and then I'm so, unfortunately I said the fucking magic word. And then these motherfuckers are like, all right, time to clean all the rats out of the fucking, out of Mecca. And, um, so then they just implemented all these strategies. They used these radiation weapons that are invisible and silent. Um, they used the cartel as like their junkyard dog to harass people, to break into people's houses, um, break into people's houses when they're sleeping, to wake them up, to let them know, like, they're not safe and even in their own beds. Um, they started harassing a lot of the retired military people, so older people, because they thought, oh, well, maybe some older people shared this with them, and now they're retired, so they started fucking with the retirement community areas, um, people who were, you know what I'm saying, like anything, they were just looking under every rock, and then when they didn't find answers, they are just like, all right, well, we just need to start, we just need to fucking send a message that, um, you know what I'm saying, you just don't, you know what I'm saying, these people are way too comfortable with whatever's going on, this information, because like I said, the U.S. government just does not believe in serendipity, or something getting through the cracks, or whatever, they're just not, they're just not, because this is the government that topples other governments and coups states and you know wins cold wars by um you know saying without firing a bullet etc and so they just went ape shit they started letting people know through the grapevine hey yeah this is what we're doing to you we're shooting this shit at you um the you know what i'm saying the police are our friends um, we own this bitch. We're the fucking government, bro. We're coming through here and we're going to clean house. We don't know how many fucking rats are in town, but we're going to make sure we clean them out and we'll clean them out quietly. And that's how, that's why they use these kind of weapons, etc. They have multiple applications when you, you know what I'm saying, use them in practice. Um, they would adulterate the food in whole communities. There's a large community, uh, there's a large area of the Chinese, of the community in San Diego where there's lots of Chinese nationals and Chinese uh, and second generation Chinese that move here and then their kids grow up here that were really close to um, military installations and they build up a community. So then they started, so then they were thinking, you know, so they started flushing those people out and started scaring those people out from those communities um, because it was just like, okay, we know that we have a bunch of people, we have people who are either too lax with information. Or this is what they thought. And we are... And there's a lot of our fucking enemies here. And we might as well just clean house. And lots of people got fucking fired. Um, they were... Or they were forced into early retirement. A lot of former... Uh, intel people. Former... Um, uh, you know, people with clearance, etc. Got pushed out of the city. Um, I mean... There were just people loading up their fucking cars to leave because this radiation shit will just, it's just too much. You just have no fucking clue. You will become so desperate to make it stop. Um, it's not, it's not like anything you've ever felt before in your life. Um, they're adulterating food. They're giving people purposefully bad me uh, medical care. People that they thought possibly were um, leaking information. They even, this one girl who they, this one lady who they thought was leaking me information that I knew from way back, um, they fucking gave her TMJ and then put her in the fucking, um, and then put her in the, and put her in the, uh, what's it called? The doctor waiting bay in the emergency room right across from me, um, 
it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. She couldn't open her mouth, and it was supposed to be like some sort of weird poetic justice. But they fucked with her and ended up giving her TMJ. And then she saw me at there, and then she was like trying to play things on her phone to get my to get my fucking attention. And I was just literally there because I was getting blasted by radiation. But it was like it was like them fucking flexing, like you better shut your fucking mouth. So they ended up giving this broad TMJ, right? To shut your mouth. Like the US government does not fuck around, bro. And I was just fucking terrified. And I was just like, what is she doing? I didn't know what was going on. Like it was crazy. It was bananas. Um they're just doing horrible things to people. Because the U.S. government thought there was a bunch of people fucking leaking information. And it was their excuse to clean house. And then after they cleaned house, all their friends came here and they developed on all this cheap fucking land. And these cheap houses, they fucking bought all these people who were trying to fucking fast sell their houses because they wanted to get out of Dodge. Because all this crazy shit that was happening. And they just capitalized on it. They came here and they built a whole bunch of shit. And then the cartel people who helped them, you know what I'm saying? They got incorporated into lots of things. Um, those guys love to wash money in construction projects and, you know what I'm saying? Like they just helped, you know what I'm saying? Because they helped out and they ended up, um, you know what I'm saying? The spoils of war kind of thing. And then just a new group of people came in to manage this shit. And now those people are here now and it's just like a changing of the guard. But essentially the military feels like they are entitled to, what is going on in the cities, in the counties around these major bases? And uh, there was lots of people who thought they knew what was happening, etc. And there are lots of people who kept in the dark. And disinformation is uh, can be in, and the strategy for compartmentalization of information is can be incorporated into disinformation. So what you do is you get different groups of people and you seed them information so they so they think they know what's going on, etc. Um, but like I said, I was one of the very few that got the full bird's eye view and I tried going to the media quite a few times. I just got a media blackout. Uh, and how I was, how that was happening is because um, I took that Uber job and now looking back on it, I understand this was their way of letting me know, like, no, you need to look, you need to go all over the county. We're going to, but we need to have, you need to have like a cover. I didn't know. Like I said, these are the same people from the intelligence community who are way smarter than me, who helped me out with this shit. But that was their way. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they, um, they, they eliminated a, a job prospect. So I'd have to do something. So I'd have to do that because that was their, cover way of showing me like look no we're gonna sh- we're gonna we're gonna show you all over the county and show you this is happening everywhere all over the place um at all the stores um that these uh, that the cartel who are also in many of these roles around town uh in these essential worker roles because like i've told you before in past podcasts um, lots of people who work for organized crime take really simple, shitty jobs because that allows them to cheat on their taxes. And, uh, cause you have to show why you all of a sudden you have a fucking escalator or whatever. And a lot of these guys, they just lie and they like, Oh, well I live with my family and I save a lot of money that way. And so I'm able to afford all this nice shit. And they put their, you know, their, their nice luxury apartment and like their girlfriend's name. And there's all sorts of workarounds. But they were working together with the U.S. military, which the U.S. military has a long history of working alongside organized crime. They even did this in World War II, where they literally had the mob protecting all the uh, the docks around New York City and Chicago, etc. They worked very closely with the mafia. So there is a, you know I'm saying, and the CIA works very closely with people in the cartels and they meant, they literally have people on record, Mexican officials saying, yes, the CIA controls the Mexican drug trade. I'll leave that story also in the comments or also in the, in the description. But as Mike Baker was explaining there, compartmentalization is so very important. Um, and you know, where you can apply this information, I just wanted to show, you know, talk to you about, you know, a little bit what happened down here, you know, during this kind of quiet war down here in San Diego, this flushing out of the, uh, 
intelligence community and people that they suspected of, you know, being operatives and shit like that. But also, compartmentalization also works when you're smearing somebody, etc. You seed groups enough information um, to convince them that they're being informed about something. But you also, when you're also seeding misinformation, you know, like the compartmentalization of information, etc., is you also have to rely on human behavioral caveats like rapport and liking uh, etc. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, do I like this guy who's telling me this stuff? Does he feel like he's from my tribe? Am I getting this information from somebody who I feel I can trust or is from my air, you know, from my group or from my demographic, etc. Believe it or not, people are so, it's so crazy how people are more likely to listen to, believe, etc. The more closely they resemble them in height, weight, skin color, religious background and it's like you're just knocking down these walls you know what i'm saying and so all those things are also def are also uh considered when you are seeding a false narrative about somebody why something is happening like if you're going to do it in the media you get like a a darling that um you have to understand the the cia or people that work for you know what i'm saying the central intelligence agencies or who are operatives Usually, they really like working with people more so who have, in, who have emotional intelligence, people who are good talkers, people who make friends easily, etc. They already have these qualities. Believe it or not, they're they that's the people who get targeted to be either intelligence assets, an intel asset, um, because you can train any kind of. You can train anybody on any kind of fucking, you know, tradecraft. You know what I'm saying? For field intelligence and gathering and etc. But people who have that natural ability, those people now have been the people who get sought out for these sorts of things. Because you're going to need to infiltrate lots of groups, etc. Um... So you have to understand the people who they choose and they lift up, etc. Even in media, they're people that you probably really like, or you really like listening to them, or you really like listening and talk to them, and they gain relationships, etc. They have like a cover. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll lift them up. You know what I'm saying? What have you? But take that in consideration also when they're disinformate. Then they are you know using the compartmentalizing from compartmentalization of information for disinformation for you about you etc they're going to use people like so if there's a hispanic group of people and those people are tied closely to the cartels they're probably going to use one of their cartel dudes that lots of people like and have that guy disseminate information about you to that group because they already like that person they already trust them he's from their tribe he even matches their skin color do you know what i'm saying if uh, you're going to have a bunch of old people who are harassing you and you're, they're going to have an old guy or an old lady or an older prominent business owner that has like reputation in the area and they'll find out what, what makes that guy tick. And then they'll, they'll feed him a bunch of disinformation knowing that he likes being the center of information is going to tell everyone else, even if it's fake information. Do you understand? And so that's how you can use just like what he was saying for how they, kept different groups in the dark and how they were able, how Hamas was able to infiltrate um, Israeli defenses is the compartmentalization of information but that can also be weaponized for disinformation when you're smearing a target so these are the kind of things like if uh, they're trying to infiltrate your your family let's say your mom or your, your uncle or your aunt, what kind of person are they? Are they gay? Are they straight? Are they religious? Do they like country music? Do they like this? So, like, do you know what I'm saying? Do are do are they easily uh, flirted with? Are they like all these things? And then they'll infiltrate and then start impressioning them and be like, "Look, this is what's going on." You know, we're just here to they'll downplay it. 
they'll lie to them. They'll say, look, this is what you're looking at right now, or we'll, we'll let you in on what we're up to. And they'll downplay it and say, it's this other thing. Like it's crazy, but you have to understand the compartmentalization is of information, compartmentalization of information, like what Hamas did is also used for disinformation. So there'll be lots of groups who think they know what's going on. And since a lot of things happen online, There'll be private chats about you for different groups. There'll be like, how do old people communicate with each other? Oh, well, they, they're all about the fucking, the email change, right? They're still, you know, they still do email. How are, you know, um, how is this demographic? Oh, this demographic uses, you know, private chats and Snapchat and what, okay, well, then we'll have a person in their group. We'll see them misinformation, and we know that guy likes being the center of invitation. We know everyone likes this guy. Then, you know what I'm saying? That's how we'll penetrate that information. It'll be the compartmentalization of disinformation. So you have to understand how it works. And it's a very tactful, um, guaranteed way to keep people in the dark about what's actually happening. So people can't put things together. And because humans inherently love feeding their ego people love to think that they know what's going on and so then you can almost guarantee that someone won't think they might be wrong about something because people love to think that they might be on the inside of something etc and so lots of times they don't just like it's not just like i'm from the cia and i want you to tell your friends these things no no, no that's not what happens they find out who the like leader of a demographic or a group a boss for a criminal organization, one that's kind of popular and people talk to a lot and he's got like a whole group of people and they will then seed him information. They will plant the seeds of an idea that they want him to come up with knowing that he loves being the center of attention and thinking that he's right and whatever. They'll even provide, you know what I'm saying? They'll even provide him with like fake shit to circulate, etc. I mean, shit, it could just, you know what I'm saying? Or it could just be real direct. Like, the guy's a fed snitch and the feds are like, Hey, fuck. I want you to pass this around for us. Um, cause there's a lot of fucking snitches in like the cartel, et cetera. Like if you're a boss, it's a huge chance. You're a fucking snitch. It's crazy. Like the reality of it is. And I've just, I mean, bro, I have just this huge archive of news articles. There's just so many bosses, mid-level bosses, low level, but they're all fucking snitches. Like it's the soldiers, it's the low people low in the totem pole who believe in that no snitching part. Once you start moving up in middle management, you know what I'm saying? Um, the feds, man, they uh, they 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 uh, they fucking catch these guys doing shit, and then they become their bitch, and then they do what they say. So I mean, it could be that too. But you have to understand though, there's different demographics and whatever it is that they need to seed this information, the same way that the um, what's it called? The uh, compartmental of information works. You can also compartmentalize disinformation. And what will happen is because human ego thinks it's never wrong, and that's most people, uh, what you do is you make them think that they're on the inside of something. And you make them work just a little bit for the information, but you're laying it out for them. You're, it's like saying, okay, it's like playing Pictionary. You know what I'm saying? Like red Apple computer, red Apple computer. What company is that? Oh, is it Apple computer? Oh my God, you did that all on your own. It's, it's literally that way. And so they'll just lay it out for people. And then they know if they're a loud mouth or if they're popular in that group, or if they have like a bunch of people that they email or they're a bunch of friends on Facebook or whatever, and they will use those people. They'll see those people information. So they think that they came across this this fucking this shit and they're putting all the pieces together and then those people will then um dis disseminate that bogus shit about a target and um that's essentially how it works it's the same principle of 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 uh compartmentalization of information but it's used in the for a smear and if you remember the behavioral science um caveat of adding an egg the add an egg phenomenon which i did a whole podcast on it's called add an egg 
where when a person puts things together themselves in their head, they tend to think that they're right. But you can see people misinformation that fits. Do you know what I'm saying? But if you seed it to them in a, in a certain way that they still have to like put it together, it's still like a paint by number. But they still have to put it together, they'll they'll still staunchly believe, like, no, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. No, you can seed people information and with that add an egg phenomenon, something that behavioral science learned um, through the advent of Bisquick, believe it or not. You should listen, go listen to that podcast. But what I'll kind of briefly summarize it. When you call Bisquick in the 1960s and 70s was trying to figure out, like, why are their sales dipping? Because believe it or not, Bisquick, the pancake mix, essentially, all you had to do was add water to it. It had powdered eggs in it, it had powdered milk, it had the flour. Everything was, it was, it was just pancakes in a box. You just added water. Well, what happened was moms and homemakers felt like it was cheating. So to increase the sales, they changed the formula of Bisquick. So you have to add an egg because that adding an egg all of a sudden makes you feel like you made this. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it feels like you're compiling the recipe. So you kind of have ownership over it. And once you feel like you have ownership of it, you have you create a bonded relationship with the brand of Bisquick Pancake Mix because you had an add an egg. Do you know what I'm saying? So that phenomenon of putting something together yourself, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like how you'll make like a sandwich or you'll make like a like try cooking and because you made it yourself, that shit tastes bomb. But like it it probably mid or it's probably garbage, you know what I'm saying? But like but because you made it, you think that shit tastes good. Same thing happens with information. And so they can dis so they can disseminate disinformation, like wrong information about a target to different demographic use uh, groups using people that they know are favored or um, people like them or they garner a lot of respect in circles and what have you. And they'll seed those people information if they don't just directly tell them, you know, what I'm saying like more so with criminal organizations, because a lot of those guys are fucking snitches. Um to disseminate this shit and then because the way they lay it out, those people feel like they know what's going on because of the fun, the add an egg phenomenon, because you made it yourself, even though they laid out that information that way, you think you're right because you put it together. Anyways, go back to that podcast. I go all over the behavioral science of it, but that's why. And so you capitalized on that behavioral phenomenon of, well, I put it together in my head, so it must be right because it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I put, I, I solved a math problem, but you didn't, you didn't. It was a paint by numbers. Um, but that's how you can often fool people. And so you'll get, so they'll first get people on that, that shit, that, that whole mindset, right? They'll put the information out exactly how they wanted them to put it together. And then they'll now they'll go and tell everyone. And since they had that person in particular has a lot of rapport, they usually will see information to people who have lots of friends in certain groups. Like, like I said, if there's like a boss or somebody that a lot of people know in like or in an organized crime organization or in a church group or wherever, you know what I'm saying? Um, then they will just see that person that information because they know they'll just go and blab it to everyone else because they already garner lots of respect just from, you know, relationships that they built. And those people like often like being the center of attention, which is why people, those kinds of people um, develop those skills um, subconsciously throughout their life. But just as Mike Baker said, is the compartmentalization of information is a is a tried and true method to keep people in the dark and it can be weaponized to infiltrate a whole metro, uh, metropolitan area like they did in San Diego. Or they can be weaponized on a target by seeding misinformation. And so the leaders of these groups that have the respect of the people in that group um, are so sure about it, etc. Because they've been given false information, because they've been given um, you know, false proof 
etc. of things. And because that person put it together themselves, that add an egg phenomenon, and they have rapport with that group, they will staunchly defend, no, this is what's going on. No, don't let that guy fucking tell, that guy's full of shit. No, no, we're on the inside. We're just blowing his mind right now. He thinks it's a game. Like, no, you don't understand. Compartmentalization of information is used for smears. And it's also used for much worse things like what happened here in San Diego when people came into the area. And uh, uh, from, you know what I'm saying, the that Pentagon Signature Reduction Group, large number of those people came here um, to, you know, act out what they did is by pushing people out because they thought people were fucking running their mouths who had clearance. Anyways, I wanted you to understand that. I wanted to use Mike Baker as... Because, uh, like I said, he's from the CIA. He has, um, you know, a career in this, so he knows what the fuck he's talking about. I had a whole, I had a podcast talking about it, but I wanted to revisit it. I wanted to revisit compartmentalization of information and compartmentalization of disinformation because it is a tried and true, um, nearly scientific method of keeping things under wraps. You know, I mean, it relies on trusting a few core people. But, I mean, we built the SR-71 Blackbird through compartmentalization of information. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we literally had the Soviets selling us titanium um, under shell companies, etc. So they wouldn't know that we were literally using them to help us build our shit to spy on them. Like, it's so effective. Um, And you'll never even know it's happening. And, in fact, you might even think you're well-informed and you're in a totally different... you're, you're, You're looking in a totally different direction. And a lot of it capitalizes on the brain's ego of thinking, oh, I added an egg, so this is mine. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I wanted to go ahead and touch on that. I wanted to revisit compartmentalization of information because I believe Mike Baker just really sent it home. He was talking about Hamas, but he really gives detailed uh, understanding of how effective it is and um, how it's used in practice. Anyways, I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project, not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags at different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing. But there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y, um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points, so whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one, as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution, and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide, it's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, Did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high-standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above, like, third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on, like, an inexpensive Chromebook. Well, you can still grow, like, a home-based business, have a grandparent or childcare monitor uh, monitor their day-to-day or whomever you see fit. And then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. 
But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo, which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, in addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc. Where school where, where school teaches, public school just teaches education, not even that well. Church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with your kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is... Overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills, like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to, you know, the, the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like GATS, Gatalog.com. And they can te they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the catalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, aside from basic, like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, it's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H news.org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.